Hello, everybody. I'm Nick Forster. All of us at E-Town want to send a happy birthday greeting to an American icon, amazing songwriter, singer, and really strong woman. I'm talking about the coal miner's daughter, Loretta Lynn, who is turning 88 years old this week. In her career, she put out more than 60 albums, won every award, and of course, had a feature-length film made about her life story. So we're going to dig into the E-Town archives and share with you all my conversation with Loretta when she was on E-Town back in 2009. We recorded that particular show up in Fort Collins, Colorado, and I remember it as a really fun, slightly ridiculous day that we all got to spend together. Here's my conversation with Loretta Lynn. You know, one of the things I like about tonight is that we're, we're on the radio. And I just was trying to think the other day about you in Butcher Holler. I imagine you guys had a radio in your cabin. You know, I remember when Daddy got his radio. Yeah. I was big enough to remember that because it was about 10 or 11 when we got our first radio. And that was during the war, you know, when mm-hmm. World War II was going on. Right. And Daddy wouldn't let us listen to the radio but accept the news time and the Grand Ole Opry. That was it. And that must have taken you, just as a kid, and having a radio be a new thing in your home, that must have taken you to some whole new world. You oh, it was imagined. something else. We got around that little old radio when there was eight of us kids and yeah. Mommy and Daddy. You ought to have seen us. It was all wrapped in blankets and quilts Mommy had made out of jeans. And, you know, it, it was country. Yeah. It, it was country. And then radio kept on playing a big part. I know that there's that famous story about you and your husband traveling around looking for the antennas and going oh, yeah. <laughs> station to station. And We did. We did. He was about as bad as me, you know. We neither one knew much. We, <laughs> we moved all the way out to the state of Washington from Kentucky, and my husband had promised my mommy and daddy that he would not move me away where they couldn't see me. 3,000 miles away within four months, I was gone. Well, I heard a rumor about Butcher Holler. There was a saying, actually, it was in the film. They said there's three choices, coal mine, moonshine, or move move on on down down the the line. line. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. And your husband, Mooney, did all three. Yeah, he did all three. And my daddy was a coal miner. So, yeah, that was it. If you didn't work in the coal mines, you didn't have a job in Kentucky. Yeah. But let me just talk, and then more about the radio, because you actually went to... Nashville, and you got on the Grand Ole Opry, and you just knew you would, and you somehow managed to do it. You know, it was just one of them things. When Dew got me started, it was hard for him to stop me because I stopped at every radio station. I'd look for the antenna, and poor little old Dew, he wouldn't go in the radio station. And it was in the middle of the summertime, and he liked to burn up in the car, sitting out there waiting for me to come back out of the radio station. And most of the disc jockeys would wait till he got off, almost off the air before they'd talk to me. (laughs) Ralph Emery done me that way. Really? He quit working at 4 o'clock in the morning, so when I had the song Before I'm Over You, it was the number one song for me. I took it to Ralph Emery. Ralph waited till four, almost 4 in the morning, and that's when he got off work. He played one side of it, and then turned it over and played the other side. And I said, Ralph, which side of that record do you like the best? He said, hey, I didn't listen to it. I don't care for your singing. After me sitting there at four in the morning, you know, I almost hit him over the head with the record. Well, I'll tell you something about Ralph Emery is a guy who was on the radio and then had a television show. I was once a guest on his TV show, and uh, the cue card girl had her hand over the first letter of my name, and he introduced me as Ick on the television. Don't let that bother you, because that's Ralph Emery. He can get on your nerves now. Now, um, 
you know you're the only person who's ever been on our show, and we've done an awful lot of radio programs. You're the only person who's ever been on this show who's had a full-length feature motion picture made about their life, as far as I know. Coal Miner's Daughter. Coal Miner's Daughter. It's been, you know, almost 30 years that, since that movie came out. It was 1980, wasn't it? 81, 81? so 28 years. Um, how has that held up for you? When you see that movie, or if you hear about you it? You know, or, I never watch it anymore. You never watch it. I've watched it about three times. Yeah. And it, some places bother me, so I just kind of, you know. Because they're too close to the truth or because they're not true? Too close to the truth. And Sissy, she traveled with me for a whole year, and I'm doing shows every night. After I get through doing my shows, I would have to work with her till four in the morning. It liked to kill me for a whole year. I felt like killing her when it was over. <laughs> but, but Sissy got the award, and I, I knew that she would if we got close enough for her to tell the story right. I think Tommy Lee Jones also did an amazing and job. And you know, he story. wasn't mentioned on that movie. It made me so mad. Yeah. He didn't win an award, you mean? That's right. Yeah. I mean, they didn't mention him as far as award. Right. Yeah. And he done a great job. Yeah. Now, um, and just a couple small things in the film, it really paints your relationship with Patsy Cline as being very close and very important. Is that the way it was? Yeah, she was the only girlfriend at the time. Yeah. We had just been in Nashville like two years. You know, Patsy was offering me $50 to go with her on that trip. And I got a job in Memphis for uh, $75. So I took the job in Memphis and didn't go with her or I'd have been with her. On that plane trip. Oh, wow. Yeah, because she, yeah, she offered me 50 to go with her. Wow. And I was planning on it. I had my clothes packed to go with her. Wow. And wow. That's, that's what happened. Wow, that's amazing. Um, I, I think that there are some guys who were in your world who weren't mentioned in the movies too much. Uh, not, there was obviously Ernest Tubb was there, but the Wilburn brothers weren't particularly in there. I know. Uh, Conway Twitty wasn't particularly in there. No. And, uh, and now there's a whole new batch of guys that you're working with. Uh, you made a record with Jack White. Jack White, he's a rock and roller, friends. <laughs> he is. Um, congratulations on making that record. And I just was going to ask you, because I bet making that record, Van Leer Rose, was very different from making a record with Owen Bradley or making records in Nashville. You know, it was real easy because I didn't sing songs maybe one or two times. And Jack would say, that's it. And after I, we got it cut and everything, I began listening to Hit and listening to the ones that um, Randy Scruggs had got done with me. It was the most country record I'd ever cut, I thought. Because it was real. He took his little country band in there and made it as country as it yeah. could be. And yeah. it was the country record I ever made. Oh, that's cool. And lately, but I love Jack and Crystal Gale, my sister. Her and me and her, my other sister are going to do an album. And so we're going to ask Jack to produce the next one. Oh, cool. One. Yeah. That's great. You've been very busy. I know you're working. You did some recording with Elvis Costello, sure uh, Todd Snyder. Todd Snyder. I'm, I'm recording with rock and rollers. Yeah. You all believe Young that? Young rock and rollers. Yeah. 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 Well, you know how they got me? They wanted to write with me, so we started writing together. And uh, first thing you know, they called and said, could you come to the studio and help me out on this song that me and you wrote? Like they couldn't do it. They got me doing that, and, and uh, Elvis Costello and Todd Snyder both got a rock and roll record out on, with me on it right now. Pretty cool. Right now. Are there any artists that... Uh, <laughs> you can tell how it is that she keeps on going, can't you, right? You can tell how this works. She's not fooling around. 
Um, are there, uh, and I know you like to sing with Vince Gill and there's other people you like to work with. Are there any artists that you think that you'd love to sing with or write with that you haven't yet gotten a chance to that you hope to? Who is it? Uh, oh, me and Merle Haggard's are gonna do an album. Oh, that's gonna be great. Yeah. Well, I congratulate you on your interest in, in other songwriters because I really think that most people forget about the fact that you're such a great and, and prolific songwriter. You've written so many great songs, well, thank so you. many honest songs, songs that didn't hold back, songs that got you in trouble, songs that were banned from the radio. They did. Yeah. <laughs> well, when I heard they was banned, I didn't spend a penny on them because I knew if they were banned, they'd hit the top. <laughs> now, what kind of a girl do you think I am? Uh, you know, they even, the disc jockeys band, they didn't even listen to it for a little bit. What kind of a girl do you think I am? And it was a good girl song. I mean, she was a good girl, believe it or not. And uh, so uh, they banned that record, but it hit the top two. And so some of the disc jockeys had to be playing it. That's still. a good thing. You know what I'm doing right now? No. I'm going in and I'm recording all the number ones that I've had. I've got most of them now cut, and I'm doing top fives, and I'm um, doing some new stuff. So I've been so in the studio in the for studio. six months. Wow. Uh, you know, every time I go in, I go in for a day or two and yeah. record and right back out on the road. And uh, I see you've got a nice website. You've got a chat room on there where people can come up and send in messages on your website. Somebody's got a chat one on there. I don't know how to use a computer. <laughs> but I don't, I, don't, uh, I don't mind because I wouldn't know which button to push, but I might learn. Yeah, you've got you know? time. Yeah, i got yeah. time. If you can make records with rock and rollers, you can learn I how to can, use a computer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but you've got some good company, and you're still out there. You're traveling by bus. You're playing shows. You're singing to your fans. You've got a museum and a setup over out there. In, uh, yeah, East, we got a new Western Nashville. Yeah, we have a campground at my Hurricane home. Mills. Hurricane Mills. Yeah. We got stores there. We've got uh, camping. We got uh, my. I got a big museum. Right. And it's it's got other people in it too. I've got lots of stuff in it. Yeah. Now. Uh, I just want to let you know, in case you couldn't figure it out, that we're pretty excited that you're here. Well, I am too. Yeah. And uh, we'll get back to music. Welcome back, if you Thank would. Thank you. Loretta Lynn, along with her fine band. Well, I like my loving done country style, and this little girl would walk the country mile. Find her a good old slow-talking country boy I said a country boy I'm about as old-fashioned as I can be So I hope you like what you see If you're looking at me You're looking at country That's Loretta Lynn live on stage at E-Town back in June of 2009 we all send our birthday wishes to you, Loretta. Happy birthday. I'm Nick Forrester. Thanks for listening.